Sounds good. I am on a podcast. Hey, welcome to the Mr. Cousy Podcast. I'm Coaster Bro, here with Mitch and Logan, and we're going to talk about my trip out east. New York City, New York State, D.C. and Richmond, Virginia. Good time. We'll talk about that. And then Parker's going to come on and talk about these areas and regional parks. Pretty good time. It's my job to throw us into the show, right? That That's normally a me thing. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Okay. Well, then it's my job to throw us into the show. How are you guys doing? Oh, you know, I am peachy. Well, I say that too much. I am miserable. <laughs> I've never heard that? you say that. <laughs> do I? I never say that. Okay, so how would I say I am miserable because of the the current... Uh, weather here in Toronto. Uh, je suis très miserable or something. I, I don't know my French too well. I pumped gas and it was in French today and I understood it. So I'm proud of myself for that. See? How that do you pump correct. gas in French? Because the, well, in Canada it's bilingual. So sometimes if you press like the wrong buttons on like card readers or stuff, it turns the machine oh. to French. And I pumped gas with it all in French and I was proud of myself for understanding all the prompts. Yeah, wow. we're, we're all really proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud. Thanks, dads. It's more like zaddies, but <laughs> how are you? other dad, dad number two? How are you? I am fantastic. Just got back from a huge coaster trip that I can't wait to talk about. And like my, I've been centered. It's uh, taken all of my stress away and centered me until I went back to work today. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> I I did see your tasks on your inbox and it looked horrific. Those were people who applied to work. So those wow. are all people I had to reach out to. <laughs> oh my god. Not just emails. It was a good time. I caught up though. So Wow. Good yeah. for you after one day? Yeah, it was a wild day. <laughs> I was still running off of uh, I305 energy. Hey, adrenaline. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's what NASCAR will do for you. Gentlemen, All start hail, hail. your engine. Raise hail, praise Dale. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Logan, how are you? What are you doing? How? What are you up to? I am currently just hanging out. I finished finals last week. The girlfriend's down in the bottom of the province for a couple of weeks doing an internship right now. So I'm kind of just bumming around doing little chores around the house and whatnot, just enjoying the start of summer. Amazing. It is quite beautiful there, which I'm very jealous about. Yeah. I mean, you guys had the nice weather a week ago, so I'll take it now because we did get a foot of snow dumped on us two weeks ago, which just a quick side tangent, really, really short. I don't understand what's with the prairies and how it'll just dump a foot of snow. And then two weeks later, it's plus 30 degrees Celsius. It's wild. Yeah. Come to Kansas City. That just happens in a day. Not 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 in April or May, but, <laughs> you know, that might be a March day. Maybe a February okay. day sometimes. But now we're yeah. just in, in the spring, like real spring. Like the grass is green, the birds are chirping, the allergies are flowing. It's a great, great time. Tornadoes are just everywhere. Love the spring in the Midwest. Damn. That sounds interesting. Yeah. We just get a boatload of grass fires up here in Saskatchewan from all the farmers burning off their crops or 
the one in the middle of the city the other day, actually, a transformer just randomly blew up and started the riverbank on fire. Wow. <laughs> that sounds like sounds Saskatchewan. Like fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was playing some Call of Duty with one of my buddies and all of a sudden he just went blank and then just didn't respond to me. Five minutes later, he shoots me a picture from outside his apartment window and the river's just on fire. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Just all sorts of weirdness out here. That is a weird. that is a very fitting May like May intro, but hopefully a good transition to s- better things to come, like summer and more stable weather, no transformers exploding, um, and all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, we I guess I'll, I'll I'm, I will shoot it over to Coaster Bro potentially to talk about a little springtime trip that he went on. So why don't you give us a little bit of an overview? I think you gave us a preview on previous shows of what you were doing, but maybe give us the lowdown, maybe some highlights, lowlights, and then maybe um, Logan and I can shoot you some questions and uh, get, uh, get to hear a little bit about what you did and where you went. Yeah, so I had a great trip planned. I was going out for work to Baltimore, Maryland. And, um, you know, work, work stuff was cool. It was a good time. But then I took a day of uh, my floating holiday, actually. And I was like, I'm going to take that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And there's some parks in the area I want to hit. And I'm going to hit them. I'm going to hit them hard, man, in the words of John Daly. Um, so <laughs> so I was going to hit up um, on Friday. was going to meet up with Airtime Mike to go to King's Dominion. On Saturday, I was going to go to Busch Gardens Williamsburg. And on Sunday, I was going to do like a half day at Six Flags America and catch a plane and go back. Everything changed. The whole East Coast was just rain, rain, rain. And um, I had to make some quick adjustments uh, pretty much the night before. That was like, it it was looking like Friday wasn't going to be a good day at King's Dominion. Saturday was um, potentially going to get wiped out. And Sunday, I had no chance. So I said, here's what I'm going to do. The weather reports look good in New York. And one of the parks is indoors, so I'll be good there. So I left Baltimore that night, drove up and stayed in like Princeton, New Jersey, I think. There's like a college there. It's an Ivy League school. I don't know. Hey, they had a fantastic run at March Madness this year. Shouts to Princeton. Yeah, both the men's and the women's side of the bracket. Good for them. And it might not have been Princeton. I I could be wrong here. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But it was an Ivy League school. That's all I remember. Um, but there was a nice Airbnb there. And I decided the next day I was going to go to a new park for me and for many people. One that you don't hear about a lot. Legoland, New York. So <laughs> I um, was going to be alone for most of this trip. Um, you know, This was the day I was supposed to be in King's Dominion with Airtime Mike. It didn't work out. So, um, yeah, I got there at Park Open. I was the fifth car in the parking lot that morning. <laughs> I was the oh, first nice. person at the front gate and um, the team members were very friendly and, you know, they, they stamped my hand with a Lego brick and said, if you hang out here, um, you might get picked for the dance party. You get to turn the power on for the park. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> that better happen. <laughs> oh my so, God. Uh, yeah, I've got to give a shout out to the Legoland employees because going to Legoland alone is um, scary. 
<laughs> like it's a it's not a very comfortable experience, right? It's a it's a toddler park. I'm a 33 year old dude. Like you got to be like quick and efficient with what you're doing. So um, essentially, my goal was to hit four rides there. They have two dark rides and two coasters. And um, essentially, what I did, I was one of the first in in the park. And what's nice about Legoland is you can always bet that the kids are going to get distracted by the carousel at the front of the park. They're going to get distracted by these add-ons. I can just beat everybody. So I'm just going to jet for it, walk on everything, and perfect. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so um, my my most anticipated ride at this park, and I'm pulling up the park map because I don't remember the names of the rides very well. Um, but I immediately went to... The Professor Bricks Factory Adventure Ride. That's a really good name for a kid's ride. Um, but it was a really cool dark ride. So essentially what happens is you get in these pucks and it's a trackless dark ride system. And it takes you through these scenes and you are becoming a minifig. So there's a moment in the ride where it takes a picture of you and it assigns you a minifig. Um, I think it's supposed to look like you, but I had a hat on. And I was the only one on the ride, so I didn't get to like look and see. But it, it made me an alligator. I was an alligator minifig. Um, and then it like packages you, and you go through like the store, and like your new kid like opens you up, and and that's essentially the ride. Um, but it also kind of talks about how like Lego bricks are made, which in old Lego Land days there used to be a Lego factory. Um, in that Lego factory, they just kind of explained to you what happened, and they moved it into a ride, and it was like. Look, I'm. I almost said world class. We got to we got to take a step back as far as a world class dark ride. It it met my expectations. It was really good, um, and my favorite ride in the park. But had you guys ever heard about that ride before? Was that even on your radar? Um, I didn't know there was a Legoland New York until you posted <laughs> it, and I was just like, "What the fuck is that?" I was it's like, "How did you get to Florida?" I had what? no idea. I had literally yeah. just Googled it now and I was like, oh, wow, it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. So um, it opened to 2021. To answer your question, no, I had never heard of that ride nor that park. Yeah. So this one I think is what unique to Legoland parks and that it was like the first of this style of attraction. Um, so it was just, it was really unique and really good. Um, yeah. So yeah, next thing I did, I went and did the next dark ride because dark rides are more important to me. Like, let's be honest. I love it. Uh, went to Lego Ninjago. Logan, did you watch Ninjago as a kid? Is that is that in your wheelhouse? Oh, my goodness. So I had I think there was a TV series at one point. I could be wrong, but I never saw that. But I saw the Lego Ninjago movie because in my senior year of high school at our church's youth night, one of the kids picked lego ninjago as the movie to watch and i had to sit through that in a stuffy back room of a church with grade 12s and it was not fun but yes i'm familiar with it all hey fair enough but um yeah this is a, a neat style of dark ride where it's a shooting dark ride but instead of having guns um you're using your hands and like a ninja motion so from what I understand, it's similar to Spider-Man and kind of how I think it's yeah. actually the same style of attraction. Um, and it was fine. Like it, it was cool and that it was unique that you had the 
unique shooting techniques, but it took me a while to figure out how to shoot. I was a 33 year old dude. So I couldn't imagine like teaching your kid next to you how to do it after it takes like half the ride for you to learn. And then they go, I bet there's a lot of rerides on that because I figured it out right at the end that if you keep your elbow still on like the handrail and just flick your wrist, you can control like the orbs better instead of like using your whole arm and tying yourself out. Just like you can just rapid fire. And I could have destroyed every kid that was riding um, if I had figured that out at the beginning. So there's your <laughs> there's your tip, guys. If you want to win the Ninjago ride, don't let the kids win. You're there for fun, too. You paid a lot of money to get into that park. Get your W. Um, but yeah, it was a good ride. That, and yeah. That's the same one as the Spider-Man ride, right? And I, and I think so. The one at Disneyland. And I... I could not get that. I could not get mm-hmm. my uh, score up, nor could I figure out how to effectively shoot the webs. And I'm, and maybe on the Ninjago ride, do things happen really fast? Because the Spider-Man yeah. one, things happen so fast that you're just so, like, overwhelmed that it's almost like you're not, in, like, sitting back and being like, what is happening? It's just, it it's yeah. it's much quicker than I would say a Toy Story Midway Mania or, of course, like a Buzz Lightyear Space Rager spin which is going really slow. So yeah, was it was it a really rapid fire? <laughs> I, I didn't focus on the story at all. I was trying to figure out the shooting. And I know I was shooting at like guards with swords and stuff. Um, I think. But yeah, the, as far as the story, I couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, which is unfortunate. Like I think that ride actually disappointed me a little bit. Um, but it was still okay. Like I'd rather have it than not have it. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. And then, uh, yeah, the next stop, I was, I was ahead of everything. I was ahead of these kids. Like, there wasn't even a kid in sight, if I'm being honest. At this point, like, every employee is talking to me and saying hello. Like, we're just having conversations as I'm walking down the midway. And I go to Dragon's Apprentice, which is the kitty coaster. Because I'm like, all right, nobody's going to see me do this. It's just going to be me and the ride op. They had a crew of about seven people for that ride. And there was like three managers all there. I don't know if they were training for like, because they just opened for the season recently. So I bet they were doing some training or something. But I was the adult that just walked up and sat in the front row. And um, everybody was just looking at me. Nobody was laughing. Nobody found the humor in it. And I just took my two laps on it um, and got off the ride and said, thanks, guys. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. So that that one was awkward. Um, Logan, yeah. I understand why you don't count kitty coasters after that experience. Okay. Yeah, that's very fair. Goliath will never let me down from the warm and carnival. You remember that story on Prairie Coasting, Mitch, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, no, he's been very much making that one vocalized after my thoughts on last week's episode when it was just you and I on. So I'll take that one on the chin. I got one quick question before we roll on here, just to be the asshole yeah. that I am. Right. So you had to go around twice because that's what the ride's programmed to. If yeah. you stopped halfway, only did one lap. Is that half a credit? Oh my god! No, it's a full credit. It's still a full I, credit. I count that if I got evac'd off the ride and I I got past the main section, like the if I dropped off the lift, I'm counting it. Okay. Yeah. Like, why I've get into half credits? Or, or some people I've seen do three quarters credits if they get evac'd off the like the final break one break break run. I'm like, why? <laughs> like you, 
you've done the you experience. It. You walked like, the rest of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, the last ride I rode was the, the main coaster there. Probably what most coaster enthusiasts are going for. The Dragon, which is, I believe it's a Zaire for you, Logan. Um, so probably your favorite coaster in America, potentially. Um, but there's a little dark ride segment of, uh, you know, statues of medieval things with a dragon at the end. It's really cute. And then, um, yeah, you've got a family style coaster that is almost, almost thrilling. It's so close. <laughs> I do remember that one from California. That was a okay. fun one. Assuming it's the same layout. I think it's actually bigger here. Um, it nope. feels like it. Nice. I don't know though. I could be lying out of my out of my ass here. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was a good day at Legoland. I, I I went around. I checked out their Mini Land, which was big. Um, they had a Lego City area that was really cool with like the staples of that you see in every Legoland, like the Fire Academy and the Boat School kind of thing. Um, and then in Lego City, they had the Apple Fries. But the stand wasn't open yet. So I took a lap around the park and got like footage and then went back down and got my apple fries. <laughs> so nice. I walked around the park twice. And have yeah. you guys ever, you guys, you guys haven't been to a Legoland park, so. Wait, I Logan have. Has. Logan has. Yeah, I've been to Legoland in California. Though. I could not tell you when. I couldn't tell you what rides I've been on. I just know I've been on the Dragon one and that Lego factory rung a bell. Yeah, you probably did that as a kid. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you you need to go back, Logan. I th- I actually thought about you in the park, and I was like, Logan loves Legos. I think I think he would still enjoy a Legoland park if if he wasn't by himself. <laughs> oh, I, even by myself, I'd I'd fuck with Legoland. I because I wouldn't be going on a bunch of like the kids' rides. I'd just be wandering around enjoying the place. I'd go to the shows. Yeah. I'd go check out that dark ride, like you're saying. I did Ninjago. I didn't realize it was more like toddler based. I thought it was more like kind of not quite like tween age kids, but like you're just got to double digits, like eight to 12 year olds kind of idea. I don't know. I might be off there. There's definitely eight to 12 year old rides there, but the, the core demographic of that park is like three to five. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Do they have any like Duplo stuff at that park? At this park? No, they have like a Buccaneer area. I bet that's a, a quick expansion for them though. Dupla village is a thing at Legoland, Florida. So I imagine that would come soon. They have like, they have like a Bricktopia that I think had, it didn't have the Duplo brand though. Um, Duplo, for those of you that don't know Legos very well, it's like the toddler brand, the bigger Lego bricks. Yeah. I think they're scaled up four times the size. Yeah, like it's so walks? kids. Yeah, it's so kids can't. Yeah, pretty on. much, Mitch. Yeah, because I, I remember when I used to work at a particular Legoland, I was in charge of putting out the choking hazard signs in the attraction, and they did not have to be on the Duplo, just the regular Lego. Yeah, it's hmm. a fun That's fact. Why Duplo line came out so they could have it for like the toddlers and whatnot. But it's also cool though because it's still compatible with the actual Lego bricks. Yeah, it's like the top cool bit it. of a stub on the Duplo fits mm. onto the actual Lego brick. So I don't know. I get a little nerdy with Legos. I still like them. Yeah, honestly, I want to take you and Chef Jeff to Legoland because be Jeff loves Legos. Hmm. Yeah. And, and I love that. So Mitch, you can come too. 
I was, I was about to say, wow, existed. rude. Rude, first of all, <laughs> even though I don't like Lego. And two, my question to you, Coaster Bro, would be, say someone is an adult person right. who's by themselves. Would you recommend going to Legoland or would you recommend like going only if A, you really, really wanted the coaster credits or B, you like Lego? Or would you just kind of recommend that if you're in the area to check it out to maybe anyone? I would say to anyone, check it out. I think it's worth one visit to each of the Legoland parks. I think the Legoland product, if you take the coasters out and the thrill rides out, like you got to be able to go to a park and 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 know that you won't ride a thrill ride. And if you can do that, then it's worth going to. But the experience that they create, um, like they had an opening show where, you know, they made the kids dance and a kid flips the, sh- the switch to turn on Legoland. Like, come on, that's fucking cute. As opposed that's to Six great. Flags America. At Six Flags America, I got there 20 minutes early and I had to stand there with the 15-year-old kid that was going to scan my ticket. And they waited all the way until 10 o'clock before they scanned my ticket. It's like, it's a different experience. And it's really cool. So um, I would say I would say do it. Um, I think it depends on the person if you want to do it alone. Um, because, you know, it is awkward to go on your own, especially to this park. Um, so I would recommend it's a great date park, I think, if, if the person you're with is like down to have a good time and, you know, isn't like super critical about theme parks or whatever. Um, honestly, some of my best theme park days, I think of uh, going to – uh, Legoland Florida with theme park stud and just having a fun time there and enjoying the park. So you just have to go in like expecting to be kind of silly and, and it's a good time. Great. Love yeah. it. Where it's, did you go next? Where'd you go next? Yeah. So the next park I went to, I was pretty excited for, um, was <laughs> Nickelodeon universe, um, at American <laughs> yeah. dream. I was going to say you went to Minneapolis. Whoa! No, I wish that's a that's the good version. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want to give too much away yet, but shit. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you know, I I had heard some bad things about this park, and I didn't really want to believe them. But I saw recently. So some of the biggest criticism from the park is that it is way too expensive for what they offer. And just recently, they actually switched to, they didn't have a pay-per-ride option. And they've recently, I think within the past couple of months, introduced that. Um, which still breaks it down to like $11 a ride is what I calculated. It's probably closer to 10 um, I'm just bad at math. But <laughs> um, you're looking at about $10 per coaster if you do the pay-per-ride option. And then the ticket itself was like closer to 75 so it was like, if you're only going to ride like three rides, it's better to do the paper ride. Um, so it was a rainy day that day. So I knew I wasn't going to get a lot of options for theme parks. This was kind of the only option in the area. It was indoors. It guaranteed it, right? Um, so on the website on the way over, it says, these rides are closed today. Uh, Sandy's, which is their shuttle coaster that is too revolutionary for its own good, and then uh, the Slime Streak, which I was actually looking forward to. Um, well, I was looking forward to both. But those were the two coasters that were going to be announced close. So it's like, fuck, I'm only going to get three credits out of this. I'm in that paper ride category of like, I should just paper ride and just ride the coasters all once because I hear they're rattly. So 
I get there. I know there's three coasters operating. I buy essentially three coaster rides worth of tickets. And then I go on the spinning coaster, which I forget the name of it. I'm being honest. Shredder. Shredder. It's a custom Gerslauer spinning coaster. And I thought it was pretty pleasant. Um, I can't think of many Gerslauer spinning coasters that aren't clones. So it was like Galaxy Orbiter. Galaxy Orbiter is one. There you go. I haven't ridden it. It's not good. Fair enough. And this one wasn't that good. It wasn't like super intense or, um, well, it had a custom layout. A lot of it's high up in the ground, so it kind of feels slow at points. Um, Mm. But it it was fine. Uh, It turned out to be my favorite coaster at the park of what I rode. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, that's setting the day off at a level. (laughs) Yep. So the next step, I go to Shellraiser, which is the Takabisha clone. Um, heard a lot of feedback that this thing's rough as shit because it just the support just goes straight into the ground and it vibrates like hell. Um, I was told to sit in the back row in the middle. So, by the way, two Zen rides so far on the day. This is the same day as Legoland. It's my th- fourth Zen ride. Uh, every every coaster I rode was a Zen ride this day. <laughs> which was kind of funny. I didn't realize that until afterwards. Um, But yeah, I wrote it and it wasn't too bad in the, in the middle back, but at the slow points, I could really feel a rattle, which was odd. The slow points. (laughs) Oh God. Um, And the ride, um, the best element of the ride is when it drops out of the station, it does like a Eurofighter drop and then you have a roll and you're like, Oh, that's fun. And then I forgot it was a launch. So I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck, it's a launch. <laughs> so because it has the lift hill, too, and I just forget that they do a launch with it. Um, and then the rest of the ride, it it is it's rough. There's a there's a rattleness to it. If you sit in the middle back. It's bearable. So I do recommend that. Um, but it's just like real swoopy and doesn't really. Well, it does a lot. It doesn't feel like it's doing anything. It's just like, oh, I'm just getting flipped in these big loops. Um, and they're not necessarily intense or anything. So anyway, got the two credits there. And then if you're keeping track at home, I should be able to ride the half pipe coaster. I get there and I'm like, Hey, is this open? There's somebody out there. And like the employee's just like, no. I'm like, Oh fuck. <laughs> oh my God. And like, I was going to ask, like, do you think it's going to be lengthier? But like, the way the employee talked to me is like, oh, they don't fucking know. Um, so it's like, okay. I go around and their drop tower is closed, which I don't know that that was announced on the website. Um, and then there were two other rides that were scheduled to be closed. But when I when I went around and looked at it, I was like, there's no thrill rides left. I've ridden the two thrill rides open um, because those other two were closed. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Uh, I I, I really want to get this half pipe credit, I guess. So I'm going to go to yard house, get a drink. So I kind of walked around and checked out American dream mall, which was way less impressive than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. So I'm being honest. It was like, Oh shit. There's like, I mean, there's a lot of emptiness inside there's the, the to ghost, like the, the top stores are not really exciting. I would say the most exciting store is the toys R us that's in the mall. Um, <laughs> and I went in there. I was like, "This is this is stupid." Um, 
I would say the most popular thing at the mall was you could rent out these like pandas and pigs and horses, like t- tiny vehicles and just zoom around the mall. So all these people are just on these fucking things, just everywhere. Like there's no specific area. It's just like, there's a corridor out there and you, it's all you see. And, um, so I got to watch that for a little bit. That was fun. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back and look. I go back and look and, uh, the half pipe's not open. I was like, okay, I'm going to do another lap. Um, I went to yard house, had lunch. Um, I did get this in the yard house. Uh, if you ever go to American dream and you're waiting out coasters cause they're not open. Cause it's probably going to happen. Um, uh, you're looking out the window and they have the big s- indoor ski resort. So you can yeah, watch yeah, people yeah. ski. So that was a good move. And then, um, I go back and it's still not open and there's not even a maintenance man working on the ride. They're all working on Sandy's. So it's like they've given up on the half pipe. So I sit around oh and like, God. I saw Sandy's run once, but then I see him park it and start working on it. I'm like, these are the only two fucking coasters that are going to open today. And, and I was lucky it was paper ride. Sorry. What, what day of the week was it? It's a Friday. Oh my God. Like they're getting ready to go into the weekend. So I think they were trying to get Sandy's open. They didn't give a fuck about the half pipe. But from what I'm understanding, just like every a lot of other people's experience is like the same thing. This park doesn't care if they have their major thrill rides open. They just want the kiddie rides open. And I think like they aren't interested in getting all the rides open. I really believe that. Um, which is sad no. because it it shouldn't be it doesn't operate like an amusement park. And it's just weird. It's, it wasn't a, it so wasn't a staffing weird. thing either. Their, their carousel had like five employees working there. It wasn't a staffing thing. <laughs> it's just they didn't. It's so sad. Like, honestly, the potential mm-hmm. of this place for it being delayed for so long for being open. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I you mean, there's been so many rumors of it closing. And I, I mean, I just like, I don't know, maybe maybe on maybe on a Saturday is the day to go. But you're right. Like, maybe they're just giving no shits about the thrill rides and just basically saying fuck it kitty rides only the only one person staffs it they're the cheapest to operate it's who comes anyway um and all the thrill rides are in the back of the park so like how it's set up they can just open two coasters and then just like not open anything past halfway through the park and they're the rides that most people probably don't go to anyways because it's just it's not set up like mall of america where you can walk around the whole thing Mm. it's like tucked away in the corner um so it'd be really easy to close and just add shops. During COVID, <laughs> or I'm not, I don't know if it was during COVID or, or afterwards, but they or before it, they uh, didn't allow you to come back out and in um, before, right? Now, now you can, right? Oh, uh, you can now. I don't, I don't know about before. Oh yeah, before I watched a lot of you. I'm not sure if it was like before COVID or just when they first opened oh, again. But there was time frames because so you can only go in for four mm-hmm. hours too. Yeah, so maybe that was a thing. Um, which is annoying because the whole point of having a mall park is being able to enjoy the mm-hmm. mall, especially at a place like um, like at, at Mall of America, for example. It's kind of the center of the yeah. mall. It's kind of the – it lives and breathes with the other things in the mall, the Rainforest Cafe, the all the other shit there. Like, the Hooters. It, it is a park that you – what was that? The Hooters. The Hooters. It's a park that – Margaritaville too. Yeah. It's a park that – 
naturally, I think, breathes with that mall and it feels like it belongs there. Right. Um, West Ed, it was, I think, is on a little bit on the, in, on the, on the edge. Like Galaxy Land had multiple entrances. So it was in the corner, but it, like, you were able to walk through it. You could go in without buying a ticket. You could do mm-hmm. all this stuff. But like Nickelodeon Universe at Mall of America or American Dream, like fucking just, it is like just a, just a freaking pimple that sticks out of the mall. Yeah. Um, so, would you go back knowing what you've done now? Would you go back? Cause I've got to get three credits still. So it's yes. like, I haven't been there. Um, honestly, I left, I left like $10 on the car cause I forgot I bought three. So I was pissed there. Um, didn't realize that. So I was in New Jersey again. Uh, knowing what I know and honestly driving there. Cause you look to your, you know, across the, the river there and it's like, Oh, there's the fucking greatest city in the world. Um, I don't think I spend time going back. Like, yeah. I, I, I would rather take that time and do something. There's too much in New York City to do. I don't want to give that a second chance. I'd rather go to like, I still have to go to Rye Playland and Adventureland in New York. I'd rather focus on that. I'd rather revisit Coney Island. I would rather revisit Legoland New York, to be honest, over this park. Damn. Um, it's a better product over there. But yeah, I was so unimpressed. And, you know, it if you work there and you're like a frontline employee, like you were doing your job, there were some friendly, friendly employees there. Um, you could tell that they have to tell people the ride is closed a lot. I'll fucking tell you that right now. They stand out in front. I mean, it's, they are obviously tired of it because rides are closed all the time. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I go back. Um, unless I'm like driving through the area, not going to New York. And I'm like, uh, I could stop in and see if these rides are open because the paper ride options there. Um, but I don't want to. Yeah, I, I've been to I think the four newest parks in America. So I've been to Lost Island. I've been to Legoland, New York. I've been to this Nick Universe and I've been to the park at Oa, which are all kind of within the last five years. Um, the number one one that I wouldn't go back to would be Nick Universe. It's the worst of the mm-hmm. four. So if. I hate to say this, but if the mall closed, cool. <laughs> like, I think something better could go there. Yeah. Um, the water park looked badass. I should have spent the money and done that. Yeah. Um, Logan, how's your mic? Should we, are you ready to test it? Okay. Yeah, that's less loud. Yeah, still got to turn it down, though. Yeah, what's this oh, way? Is that talking. better? Oh, that's so much better, yeah. Okay, um... Right there, we're happy here. A little less. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I was gonna say don't. If you you can be there, but you can't talk loud. Okay, so like right here, then just talking naturally. We're happy here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna try and make that audio salvageable. I just learned what gain means. Our oh, old yeah. mic had one knob, and this one had three. So I learned what <laughs> gain means, and that is in fact what is coming into the microphone. And the front yeah. where it says volume is what's going into these. So mm. I was cranking the volume down to try to make it quieter, but it was the back that was the problem. So that, that that's the behind the scenes there. Nice. Um, Logan, do you have any questions about Nick Universe comments before we move on to the next park while you were <laughs> fixing your mic there? Yeah, that was a struggle. I was slightly tuned out for the majority of that. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but the biggest thing, I think, when you said that they run it almost like two parks is very much kind of... Um, Reminded me of Galaxy Land almost during a lot of like the retheming of the kids stuff, how there hasn't been a ton of emphasis on the thrill rides 
especially seen with like Mindbender taken out and a lot of that kind of stuff. I'm curious to know to what extent that's Triple Five's management versus hmm. like the actual park itself, if that makes sense. It's hard for me because, well, shit. I was going to say because Nick Universe at Mall of America does not seem to operate that way. But the last time I went was 2021 and it was still kind of COVID and a lot of rides were closed. But that was a, that was that was staffing. Yeah, like you, twenty when I went in twenty nineteen, it was great. They did their rotational closing, so like that at the front of the park and online, it showed what rides would be open at what times because they would like usually they do it by groups of yeah. of the area of the park. the The coasters and the log flume were open all day, but the rest of the rides were were rotational. And I knew that the half pipe would be closed. So honestly, from and I went in October twenty nineteen, so really one of the last times before. COVID hit mm-hmm. and it was run incredibly like it was a fantastic fantastic park so I I don't know I, I I don't know what the struggle is I'm not sure if it's a combination of the rides they chose their management uh, it just doesn't seem something doesn't click at the NICU in Jersey and it's hard to pinpoint yeah and we should close it <laughs> <laughs> Go give that money to the Just other people. Just put like six hooters on there and we'll leave Chef Jeff in the parking lot. Hell, for at the, yeah, we'll yeah, do that. Yeah. I mean, I might as well have been sitting in a hooters parking lot. Um, <laughs> it was a boring ass evening. Um, but hey, the next day what I did is I went to another new park. So this is my third new park on the trip. I didn't say that, but these are completely new to me. So it was exciting. Um I've been putting it off for years. I've been in the area a couple times. Could have always added this park on. Never have. But I actually went to Six Flags America. <laughs> Woo! Yep. And I'll start with the parking experience because, we, you know, Six Flags is a premium experience. I pull up. $35 fucking dollars to park your car at Six Flags America. <laughs> $35 US dollars. That's more than Disney. Yes. Which, honestly, the parking prices is why I usually don't go to Six Flags parks. I probably wouldn't have gone to this park if a friend of mine didn't get me a ticket. Um, so I do appreciate friend of mine. Honestly, if you offered a ticket to me or like gave me a free ticket on this trip, shout out to you. I'm not going to say it by name, but I almost got all the parks paid for. So it was kind of cool. <laughs> shout out to the listeners. You guys are the bomb. Um but yeah, so I went and um, my game plan here was the first, literally one of the first, I think it was the first ticket scanned. So I get <laughs> gate and I'm like, I was going to go to the back of the park and go to the front, but there was like buses of kids behind me because there was a field trip. And I was like, hold on. If I go ride the back of the, 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 the roller coasters in the back of the park and come back, there's going to be a wall I hit. So I'm going to just beat everybody which has been a great strategy to get through the parks for me on this trip. So I went straight to Roar and got in the front seat because I knew Roar was going to be rough as shit. It was, even in the front seat. That ride is shit. <laughs> GCI. Yeah. It's, it's, I love GCI coasters, but this, is, this thing's garbage. Um, so that, that's kind of the theme of the day at this park is – um, you know, one of the biggest criticisms is like, it doesn't really have the premier attractions to like pull people in and, you know, people will talk about the wild one and I'll get to that in a second, but it's like people's favorites. But anyway, I did that. 
I'd already ridden Firebird when it was a stand-up coaster at Great America, so I skipped it. And then I went to Joker's, whatever they call their Joker. Um, Joker's Jinx. Oh. So I got there. That's the spaghetti bowl, like Flight of Fear type coaster. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's outdoors. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get out there and Purple Lamborghini is playing by Rick Ross. Um, it's a fucking banger. It was on the Batman movie. Um, it's like a... Logan, do you know it? This is I only know Lamborghini by KSI, and that's a whole different oh my story. God. No, this is like <laughs> a, a badass Rick Ross song with like EDM music for when like the beat drops. It's it's an insanely like high energy song. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess it was a kid's ver- a knockoff version because I, I literally the, the write-off was operating. It's like, so you get to listen to Rick Ross? <laughs> He's like, no, it's it's not Rick Ross. It's what Skrillex and Rick Cross. Yeah, so Skrillex, that's the EDM part. It's an insane song. I, you, you should listen to it like next time you work out. Just turn it on, like when you need an extra boost or something. It's an amazing song. Um, but yeah, the ride was good. The launch was good, and those rides are always solid. Um, so it was exactly what I thought it was, and it was fine. So I've got most of the coasters. I have. The kitty coaster to ride still. I've got Wild One, and I need Batwing and Superman. So I'm like, okay, now I'm going to this back of the park because if you think of like a backwards F, that is like the layout of this park. Mm. It's super weird. But I get to, the, I walk all the way to the back, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get on uh, Batwing, the flying coaster. And then on the way up there, you can see the entrance to Superman. They have a sign out that says the ride hasn't opened for the year yet, which is their premier hyper coaster. That's like like cool. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was the biggest bummer of the day there because that's their best ride. Um, But I ridden the one at Darien Lake, so it wasn't wasn't terrible, right? But I get up there and Batwing doesn't open until noon. The park opened at 11. It's like 1020 at this point because I'm just flying. So I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of time until this opens. I'm not going to just sit here and wait. I can probably get on the first train if I show up like five minutes before. Um, so I go and I ride Wild One. People talk about what, what's it called? Not Wild One. The Wooden Coaster? Yeah. No idea what it's called. <laughs> Why don't you know? Why, it is Wild One. And coaster enthusiasts are like, this is the gym of the park. It's over 100 years old. It's so good. There's plenty of airtime. It's like cool. I get in the front row. This ride's rough as shit too. It's janky. Like there's transitions and like the coaster enthusiast tricked me. So Damn. whoever says that this is a good ride, it's fucking not. You could RMC that ride. You could RMC Roar. You should RMC both to make it an actual decent park. Um, but yeah, I was not a fan. Like I can see why coaster enthusiasts liked it because there's insane moments of airtime where the the hill is way too short. And you just fly out of your seat, but you're, you know, coming off of a transition that feels like a Lego brick. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's not good. There are good over 100 year old coasters. This wasn't one. Um, but yeah, so I wrote it, check. And I'm like, okay, um, I don't need the wild mouse. I don't need the firebird because I already have those credits. I guess I have 30 minutes. So I need to be back to Batwing. I'm going to go ride the kitty coaster. 
Wait, um, don't they have an SLC though too? No, it's standing but not operating. Oh I, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. I actually yeah, on RCDV it's it's standing but not operating. Oh um, fuck. I, I don't think they're reopening it, which Mind Eraser, rest in peace. Pieces. Rest in pieces. And, I, I mean dies. and also it's SLC, you know, graveyard season. T3's gone too. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, so I was pretty happy that was actually closed. But I go over to the kitty coaster and I'm like, okay. There's like a family in front of me. I'm in line. And every time before I ride a kitty coaster, and I recommend everybody does this, I check the rider safety sign to make sure I'm not going to like fool myself into riding this. Like I want it to say you have to be 32 inches or taller to ride. If it says that, I should be able to ride as an adult. So I made sure I get in line. He's like, uh, you got, you got a kid with you? And I'm like, I literally made this up on the spot. I was like, oh, yeah, he's on the carousel. He's wanting to see me ride this so that, like, I know it's safe before he can yes. ride, and we'll ride together. And he's like, uh, this is a kid's ride. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and argue about this guy, this policy because I could win the argument, right? I could call your supervisor. But, like, I'm not fucking doing that for a kitty coaster. Like, that's the line. If, if a... If a ride op doesn't know their ride policy, which happens a lot in a kitty area, by the way, you get moved to these rides. He was probably from Superman and was just in charge of this and like nobody trained him. And he's just like, eh, fucking adults can't ride this. That that happens a lot. It happened to me at Dorney Park once. And when that happens, I'm just going to walk away. I don't, I don't need to credit that bad to like embarrassingly talk to, a, <laughs> you know, like call over somebody to be like, hey, this employee's wrong. I want my credit. Like that's, that's a line I don't cross, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will talk about that employee on the internet. Yeah. Fuck you. Employee study your ride <laughs> policies. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was awkward. Hey, where do I get out? Um, and then I went over to Batwing for the last credit of the day and my favorite part of the day. So I get there and there's, one person that is officially nerdier than me because they're already lined up. Yeah. Got the coaster shirt on. Hell yeah. And um, I don't know who this person is, but excited because they're about to rope drop. They're going to be in the front row of Batwing on the first train of the day on a random Saturday, like pumped. And like, so, and hey, if you're listening, whoever you are, like, I, Talk to me. I would like to talk you through the situation, how it could have been better. But I'm, I am going to put the story out there. It's like I'm going I'm to help you be a better boyfriend, okay? So the, the precursor to that, if you're a listener, hey, I, I already apologize. <laughs> but hit me up. I want to talk about it. Um, so what happened, we were there, and he's like excited. And his girlfriend or, or wife, I don't know. I'm going to say girlfriend. Oh, Snapley actually had a significant other with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. boy. She got lunch. I don't know how she got these chicken nuggets and fries at like, or chicken strips and fries at 1045, but a stand was open. She got it and she was eating and waiting for Batwing to open. I'm there and then like a crowd starting to form. She's sitting down. He's getting nervous because he's standing right there and she's off over here and he's like, ah. And she's like, babe, I'm not going to finish this by 11. Like, if they drop it, just go ride the ride. 
I don't need to ride with you. I want to finish my food. Just go ride your ride. Yeah. And he's like, okay, okay. Five minutes of like, I mean, physically like anxious. It opens. He starts to run. (laughs) He's the only one running. (laughs) And it's like a long walk. But he like stops in the middle and he's like, babe, come on, babe. Like trying to, he took off running. She has her chicken nuggets and he's like trying to make her come up. And eventually, I mean, she's like walking with us. So he's like shouting with like the group is right with her as we walk. And, um, oh no, they catch up or he's, he's in, he's at the front of the station before I even get to like, see where to go in. He's up there. He's the only person I'm second. Like, <laughs> but uh we get up there and and as the the rest of the lines get in he's like yelling put the chicken nuggets put the chicken strips down come up here and ride i'm gonna be riding alone <laughs> oh my god and like everybody's just watching this kid and i'm like i just thought to myself i was like okay i'm here alone and this is nerdy but like i'm doing okay like i was able to walk <laughs> And still get on the first train of the ride. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my God, sir. Well, I'm glad the excitement was there, but man, the uh, communication was not. Yep. But hey, um, Batwing was pretty good. And I don't like flying coasters. So I, I was surprised it wasn't rough. Hmm. As, as rough as I thought it'd be. Um, honestly, I thought it was the Second best coaster I rode that day with Joker's Jinx being first, I guess. Cool. Yeah, but that's another park. Um, I don't. I don't think I need to go back. I don't think I need to go back and try to get the hyper coaster unless they RMC something. I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm driving by it still. Yeah, so. I don't. I don't. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like honestly, from other people's experience, you had an okay day at Six Flags America. Um, Sorry, and then after Batwing, did you end up leaving the park like a half day, like truly, like or not even half day, like a couple after a couple hours? Or did you stay and get some rerides? Hour and a half, I was out of there. I went and got lunch, and uh, oh my God. started driving to Richmond because um, my plan was to get a Twilight ticket uh, for King's Dominion. So I got in about three o'clock, checked into my hotel, walked over to King's Dominion because I stayed right across the street, didn't have to pay for parking. Mm. And um, from four o'clock to close, I was at King's Dominion and um, very lucky to finally meet Airtime Mike in person. And what a character Airtime Mike is. Um, I love Airtime Mike. Got to meet Kat as well. She got to go. I was I was the third wheel, um, which I was very proud of. Um, but yeah, so King's Dominion is a really fucking good park. And I forgot yeah. all about it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. I haven't been since like 2016. And I, I walked into the park and I was like, holy shit, this is one of the best. Like once you get past the ugly entrance gates, this is one of the best looking amusement parks, like entrances of all time. You got trees growing, fountains are going everywhere. The Eiffel Tower, the intimate setting of uh, the Main Street, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. But um Anyway, my goal for the day was I needed to ride Twisted Timbers. I needed to ride Tumbili, and then I wanted to hang out with Mike uh, and Kat um, and probably just ride I-305 with Mike at night. 
just because I want to see him in his natural habitat. What makes Mike the happiest um, behind Hollywood Nights is night rides on this thing. So um, yeah, it was great meeting him. So I, I got there and I, I walked straight to Twisted Timbers and the, the park was pretty slammed. I get there, it is posted 75 plus minutes. <laughs> it's oh. it's running one train. Um, oh fuck! Of course. Yeah. So the, with the year round operation, they had to pick these couple of weekends where they can only operate with one train because there's only two. Um, so they got to get like stuff refurbished and, and back on the tracks. I, I visited during that time. I was like, shit, I don't know if I'm going to get this in. Um. So I go over to Tumbili because I know Airtime Mike does not want to ride a 40 free spin. If if you know anything about Airtime Mike, that's the last thing you're going to get him to do. So I did get the Tumbili credit in and got to check out um, Jungle X, which was a a really cool new themed area. And I'm going to call Parker over in a little bit. We're going to talk about it. But um, Tumbili, um, the ride sucks, but how they integrate it into the area really good. Um, so like it's, it's a crowd pleaser for sure. And I hate to say it, but it was actually a pretty good addition to that park. I thought, um, rode that, got the credit. And then, um, I went over and rode dominator, which is good. Um, and then I went and got a Starbucks drink and waited for airtime. Mike, he showed up. We talked about our game plan. He's already saying hi to people. Before we get out of Main Street, people are just like, airtime Mike! And like, <laughs> having conversations with these people. He's like talking to me like he's the mayor of the fucking place. Like, this is gonna, you know, like, giving me insight on like what's going on in the park. Like, a history tour almost. And it's like, dude, airtime Mike loves King's Dominion. And uh, I'm hyped right now because it's 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 much prettier than I remember. But, um, so we, we go back and he's like, alright, so I'm, I'm gonna leave some details out of this, but He's like, we're going to go ride Twisted Timbers. I was like, dude, it's like, <laughs> it's like a 75 minute wait. He's like, you forgot one thing. I'm airtime Mike. <laughs> and so um, I'll spare you the details, but got on the ride in pretty good amount of time. <laughs> Amazing. That is, uh, how did you enjoy the worst RMC, in my opinion? <sighs> I went into it thinking, like, okay. I'm going to give this the benefit of the doubt because I know Mitch hates this ride. <laughs> he hates it. I'm like, I'm sure it's not as bad as he says. Um, but I do know like the, the layout you had to do there was you could only do tiny bunny hills. That's like all you can do. Um, so first drop was good. Turn three airtime hills that are like kind of floatery, but a little ejectory really good. And then the rest of it, I couldn't put my hands up for it. I had to like, I put my hands like underneath, like, the crotch piece of that um, mm-hmm. lap bar. And I had to hold on because the airtime was so just intense. Awful. For yeah. no fucking reason. And it was continuous pop, 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 turn pop, 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 pop. It was, I did not like that sensation. And I would agree with you that it is my least favorite RMC. Oh, that is music to yeah. my ears. I am so happy. That is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that you didn't enjoy it as well, but I'm glad that you validate my, uh, my opinions. Cause the first drop, you're right. The first drop and even, yeah, you're right. The first couple airtimes, airtime yeah. hills, it's, it, I was like, this is going to be good. Like uh-huh. that drop is elite, but. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then the end uh, of it is just continuous bullshit because it had to be. 
But um, they could have trimmed it. <laughs> I would have been okay with that. More more inversions, some weird throw yeah. in a helix, some fucking something, anything. Yeah, I'm just. Um, I didn't want it to be my least favorite, but um, <laughs> it definitely is because I don't like. I, I would rather I'd steal vengeance over it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Logan heard my live reaction to how much I hated it. I woke him up, as we all know, and yep. uh, he got to hear me rant about it day of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's still. I want to be clear that it's still in a good ride, right? It's still good. Like it's all right. Like it's still one of the best in the park. Um, but yeah, I just I don't prefer that ride. It's like I'll only ride it once, probably every time I go. Kind of ride. Yeah. Um. So then after that, we went over to. I think it was I three hundred five. We probably rode no. We rode Racer seventy five. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it started to get dark, so we got over to I three hundred five, and night night the ride is what he calls it. <laughs> and so, I I was excited. We rode I rode four times. They rode much more. Um, but airtime Mike when he does these night rides, do you know he puts sunglasses on <laughs> for night rides? I did not know that. Oh my god! <laughs> to make it like darker. <laughs> I kind of love it, honestly. Yeah. It's it's. Airtime Mike is a genius. Um, people don't know that. Like he's he's super fucking smart, and uh, that's <laughs> that's an obvious move. Of, like this guy's like he's better than everybody else, in my opinion. I love that. I, that but, that is actually a good idea. To put yeah, sunglasses on. It was cool. So um, I had a good time on I three hundred five. I've talked shit on that ride a little bit because it's like too intense. But the more you ride it the more you know how to ride it and the more you know how to avoid the neck chops. Um, dude, enthusiasts at King's Dominion love this thing. Like in the East mm-hmm. Coast, like they, they like claim it's the best giga and like, <laughs> you know, that's fury. But, um, dude, it was just, um, I lost my train of thought. All good. That is, I honestly, it was my favorite Giga, obviously, until 2022, but it is ama- it is an amazing ride. I rode it 12 times, maybe 14 in the day. Yeah. Um, it's not quite as intense as I was expecting it to be because everyone's like, it's so intense. But then you then you, re- then you remember being 10 years old going on Mindbender backwards. And yeah. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's probably why I'm as stupid as I am now, but um, it's... Right? Uh, oh, my goodness. Logan, I honestly think we've lost like grades of knowledge because of not because of Mindbender going backwards. Like I definitely have. Am I allowed to tell a quick Mindbender story about how forceful that thing is? Yes. Okay, so we all know, and I mean, you've even heard Perry's wonderful singing about how it's messed up my back. Which I'm not even gonna lie, when I ran down to shoppers before to grab headphones, my back started to hurt. So I think I actually gotta go see a chiropractor before I start working out again. Anyway, that wasn't the tangent. The tangent was when I rode Mindbender backwards, I was a week after recovering from a cold. So you know how generally a week after a cold, it's all in your sinuses. You're feeling good, but it's just sinus infection city. Mm-hmm. Well, I rode that some of a bitch. I go down. We go into one loop. It sucked all of the stuff from my sinuses into my mouth. Go through the next loop, the rest of it comes down. So I just have a mouthful of fucking mucus, and it was the grossest shit ever. But that just goes to show you how fucking forceful this ride was. 
that it could literally clear out my sinuses better than one of them like nasal spray thingies. Wild. That's amazing. So that's what I was expecting. <laughs> that 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 kind of intensity yeah. is what I was expecting for I three hundred five. I wanted whatever I was feeling at the time to be put into an orifice in my mouth. But uh, no, I'm so glad you had a good experience there and a good time at the park, Mike. Mm-hmm. I actually realized I, I said in the Discord that I had never met another host, but that is actually a lie. I have met Mike, and of course, I've met Cat. So even yeah. though Mike. And I have never recorded to get each other. He still is a host on That's Poster Cutties. So true. we technically have met, but it was well before Coaster Cut. It was well before Cuzzies. It was even before Prairie Coasting. Yeah. And then Cat, of course, I have hung out with um, a couple times now and here in Toronto. So they're awesome. great. I'm glad they showed you around that park. It is, it is a really special park, I would say. I really want to go back. Um, and yeah. That's what and I want to go with the celebrity. The the mayor is even more special. Yeah, and he has all the secrets on what's happening. So you should walk around with him. It's good. Yeah. Um, one other thing I do want to say about King's Dominion, I did not realize how enthusiast heavy that place is. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people in the area just go to King's Dominion. I didn't realize. Like I ran into like coaster enthusiasts online. A guy with a Knobles hat, and I was like, "Dude, your hat fucks." Um, it's amazing. I love your hat. And then like we would just get into nerdy, like we all just kind of tested each other, like, okay, how nerdy is this person? And we just kept going, um, which is the best. Um, but yeah, these are three coaster enthusiasts that um I've reconnected with on uh, or I guess I've connected with on Instagram and stuff. So um I think if King's Dominion was my home park, I would go to my home park a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, honestly. It's like it's so much better than Canada's Wonderland. It's not even funny. Like it is, it is beautiful. That park, there's no part of that park that I'm like, it's not gorgeous. Like I, even yeah. the I-305, it just, it works. Whereas Canada's Wonderland is a whole lot of garbage and shit. Yeah. King's Dominion, I walked in, I'm like, how is this so beautiful? And it's the same park essentially as Canada's Wonderland. So I, uh, I agree. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. And, uh, do we have potentially another person to come in and talk about some of their thoughts on the new Jungle X part? Yeah, because that was an amazing part of the experience. It's like almost half the park at this point. But yeah, uh, yeah, we got Parker who wanted to talk about just – I was standing in the Jungle X section of the park when he DM'd you and I. I was like, hey, I want to talk about like theme sections and Cedar Fair parks and regional parks. I was like, that's wild because I'm standing in one right now. So – um, yeah, let, let's. Uh, you guys get get the fuck out of here. I want to talk to Parker, so y'all just go do what you got to do. Okay. Whoa, it's Parker. Hey, man, I, I kicked out Logan and Mitch, so um, welcome to the show. It's good to see you again, man. Hey, thank you. It's always great to be back. Good. Hey, I I heard you wanted to talk about something um, that's been on your mind. Something uh, about theming. What? what what do you want to come on the show and talk about? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you hit it right on the head there, Caleb. I was thinking about thieving just in regional parks. I mean, I'm a really big Disney and Universal person, and we all know that they knock thieving out of the park. But you know what? These regional parks are catching up, too. They're uh, starting to, uh, yeah, do some things that we haven't seen them do before, and it's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, when when you, you DM'd me the idea of, like, you wanted to do this segment – and you, you use Jungle Axe at King's Dominion as a 
example. And it was funny because I was standing in Jungle X. So I, I could kind of walk around and study uh, kind of what you're wanting to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It was um, your, your ears must have been burning, as they say here. I don't know if they say that in, in Canada. I mean, I'm sure I've heard the phrase before. Ah, okay. I gotcha. <laughs> but yeah, um, have you, have was when you thought of this topic, was there like um, a park you had in mind that you wanted to, to go to here? Like what inspired your, your thought of this? Well, I feel like this is something that's just been on my mind for a while. I mean, ever since like, I guess at my own home park with Canada's Wonderland, we introduced Frontier Canada not that long ago. Ooh. So um yeah, and then last year I was in Jungle X myself. So nice. Yeah, I guess it's just been something on my mind. And then with Aeronautica landing opening mm-hmm. at Carowinds, I'm just name dropping all the lands here. But I've been hearing <laughs> a lot about that lately from other podcasts. And yeah, so like I just thought, wow, Cedar Fair is really doing a lot here. Yeah, and um, one thing that surprised me is when I went to to King's Dominion. Um, the Jungle X area, I just thought it was just like right by Volcano where that used to be and like the, you know, the Mac bobsled, whatever, Reptilian. Right. Um, I thought it was just like really right there, but it felt like it was almost half of the park. Um, like yeah, it was oh, big. Really expensive for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you. I know you're a big Disney person, but when I compared it to like Adventureland at a Disney park, I felt like we were kind of close. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they do share a lot of similarities. Like they have that tropical feel. You kind of get a bit of that, um, like you're in a far off place. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So w- w- when you look at Jungle Eggs, you've got the the centerpiece of it. Um, I'll say for now. Um, True. <laughs> as, as the 4D, as, uh, you know, SNS free spin or whatever it is, um, and I, I don't like free spins at all. But when I look oh, at it, really? I, I don't like them at all. <laughs> I do um, them but like, it looked really good. Uh, it had like the bamboo supports and like the green structure. I, I guess it's, is it supposed to look like a tree? I don't really know. Yeah, I, guess, I guess it's supposed to look like it's made out of bamboo, uh, which I mean, yeah, they, they pretty much nailed that part out. But they also got like the temple structures down there too. Uh, yeah. When you're in the queue. Like, I don't yeah, know if you've great. been which side of the ride you've been on, but I know if you're on, Mild. I guess the far side, like or the left side, I, I don't know yeah. which side there's two sides. But one of them, when you're walking down the exit, you basically go through this tunnel and there's like hieroglyphics and paintings all around. There's all these monkey symbols. So there's really a lot of detail to look at instead of just, I don't know, concrete and fencing. <laughs> yeah. And um, just some like details I saw on the ride or in the area um, as I walked around was, did you notice that there was like a logo uh, for the whole area? Like there was, it looks like it was like a red, you know, red, blue, green, and it had like the arrow and a half circle. Like the, oh. the, the land actually has like a logo on their trash cans and like on their, um, on their signage and stuff in, in Jungle X. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think I know what you mean. Yeah. And then, um, and I'm learning this cause I got to walk around with Airtime Mike, you know, the, the mayor of King's Dominion. The one and only. Um, the one and only. Um, but he was even pointing out that different um, attractions in the area, like Tambili is a monkey. Um, there's mm. six emblems on like the park maps in park. And it kind of shows like, okay, the monkey, we know that's Tambili because that's 
believe it's Swahili for, for monkey is, is right. how they got the name for it. Um, they have like a, re- a reptile and a couple of other of these icons. And some of them are attractions, but some of them are unaccounted for. And Oh, um, interesting. Like I knew yeah. each of the rides were supposed to be like temples to each of these animals, like Tumbilis, the monkey temple, reptilians, mm-hmm. the crocodile. And then there's Arachnidia, the, the scrambler for uh, the spider. But I didn't know there right. were still more that uh, weren't connected yet. There's a couple not connected. Um, okay. so that's like just out in plain sight for everybody to see. So, um, you can only guess, I, I feel like this is maybe a phase one of like what they're actually doing in that area. Cause oh, when you look at sure. it, you've got a plot over there where a volcano was, you've got a weird section of the park that is just NASCAR themed and alien themed. And then you have, right, yeah, where flight of fear and backlot is, it's kind of like the land mm-hmm. stops, but it's still technically within the borders there. And then you have the other coaster too. Um, what's the stunt track? Oh, yeah, yeah, stunt, yeah. There's backlight and anacondas there too. Although that one kind of already fits. Yeah. So it's like, what are we gonna do with those spots? I think is yeah. what, what enthusiasts are, are wondering. So um, I'm excited to see kind of the future of that. But um, yeah, they even have like good food there. Like they've got a uh, like. Ooh. good restaurants and um i think that's the place that outpo- outpost cafe potentially serves like uh was it prime rib at a theme park and everybody loses their mind or whatever right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah it's a great area and and when you i haven't been to carowinds but i know aeronautical landing is going in there and um i love that they're doing kind of a unique theme there with flight and the carolinas yeah, it looks super cool. And it's a fun way to introduce like some flat rides to that park. I mean, yeah. Carowinds, I, I felt was lacking before, but yeah, it, it's a good way instead of just dumping them and saying, hey, here's just your run of the mill carnival ride. It's like, no, this is themed mm-hmm. to old air shows where they used to walk on the wings. Here's something themed to like, I don't know, like propellers, like <laughs> just random stuff like that. Yeah, one thing the Cedar Fair theme reminds me of is like um i think like cedar fair when i think about their haunt events they've been doing good haunts for years now and creating like these themed areas it feels like they're using like those same props but they're just not gory and they're just expanding into actual theming and um, i'm actually really excited for that (laughs) (laughs) like the shed at mystic timbers had it um i don't know It, it, it seems like they finally realized wait we do do themed entertainment. Like what if we actually started theming our lands a little bit? Yeah, um, exactly. And I'm even thinking too, like if, if you had the choice and it's okay what you answer here, but would you rather have one of these lands with maybe a couple of new flat rides or would you just have a, an unthemed coaster? It's like mid tier. Like what would you rather have at your I home mean, park? Which is a themed land? I mean, I know not a lot of enthusiasts would agree, but I think at the end of the day, I'm personally more of a theme park enthusiast than a coaster enthusiast. Yes, I mean, like, my dream would be, like, I don't know, like, something super intense, lots of airtime, but I need the story there, too. Yeah. The the sweet, like, sweet spot in the middle. Yeah, Um, I mean, I haven't done it for myself, but that's why, like, Velocicoaster is so attractive to me, just because it does do, Mm -hmm. it does all of it. It's the complete package. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love that too. Um, I can't wait to ride that one day. It's very high on my list. Oh, same. Um, but yeah, that's um, I, I love the themed areas, the stuff that they're doing in these regional parks. Um, it's also kind of nice that they're uh, taking some of the older 
themed areas that might have been yes i don't know like there when the parks opened but then kind of deteriorated over time uh-huh. like i'm thinking with canada's wonderland we have like the world expo area and the medieval yeah. fair area which were really well themed when they were opened by taft but then when paramount came in they just i don't know they they ignored just the overall theme of the land so, like they, they put in some movie themed rides but just nothing fit where it was supposed to so now cedar fair is kind of coming in and uh, i guess fixing paramount's mistakes <laughs> not to shade like. on paramount but but I think there's some Cedar Fair mistakes in there too. Um, oh yeah, true. <laughs> just along the way, but um, yeah, I'm I'm excited because I think I think there could be a day where um, like King's Dominion is just completely upgraded. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And it, I mean, it really needs to be. But mm-hmm. like with how close it is to Bush Gardens Williamsburg, which is on a whole other tier entirely. I mean, it, yeah. it really does need to have that extra bit of oomph to compete. It does. Um, and then another thing that I'm starting to see, I haven't been to the park yet. My home park I haven't been to. I have my season pass, but I haven't gone. Um, World of Fun has been actually, um, they kept their theme, but they've been like painting everything. And like um, at like the Moroccan Merchant, which is like a retail location, they've added stuff like blankets to the roof to make it feel like more authentic and more vibrant colors. Um, so like we even seen World of Fun kind of do it. Hmm. See, I haven't been to Worlds of Fun yet. Hoping to go this summer, but that's uh, that park was originally themed to around the world in eighty days, right? That's correct. Yeah, and it still is. Um, still technically is. They stripped a lot of that theming away, and they've kind of leaned more into the countries, I guess. But okay, which they've always been countries, but they've taken out kind of the uh, story pieces of it, and just like it feels gotcha. more like oh, we're just in. Um, you know, Scandinavia, but, um, yeah, that's good. And then, um, I, I really, one thing I need you to do Parker is I, I think one of your favorite parks in the world could be in the middle of nowhere, Iowa, uh, at Lost <laughs> Island theme park. And, oh my gosh. Uh, it's a little pricey. I'll be honest, but, um, the theming there, like it's the closest I've seen to like, you know, you got your Dollywoods and your Bush gardens, um, kind of exceeding that theming and almost touching like universal is is kind of how I would put that. Um, Now it doesn't have that universal feel because you're still in a cornfield. Right. On Lost Island. Like you can still see it and stuff, but um, yeah, I I was really impressed with that theming and it was fun to see like a regional amusement park, like middle of nowhere, Waterloo Um, for them to, um, come out and make their own IP, their own mascot, create their own uh, right. story with the realms and actually commit to theming. Like the theming even goes into the, you know, the uh, imprints of the sidewalks, all the lamps match in oh, certain areas. Sick. Like it's, it's really good. And it's all, um, <laughs> I don't know who the creative team of that was, but um, really interesting to see that in the middle of nowhere, Iowa and, and Iowans don't really know what to do with it yet. Fair enough. They'll, they'll learn. <laughs> they need to. <laughs> I mean, a few of them. Yeah, I mean, I know like, everyone room. talks about uh, Volcano and how impressive that looks. But I mean, even the flat rides, kind of going back to what we were mentioning earlier with Aeronautica Landing, they're not just plopping them down. It looks like they're really giving them some really good uh, like mm-hmm. skin and good themes. So, Please continue That's this. Good. I hope Six Flags figures it out. Are they just going to mm-hmm. keep putting uh, cardboard cutouts out of the... 
characters they own. Yeah, just a flat Aquaman. I don't know. And <laughs> <laughs> it's Lost Island. Do they do characters there? Ooh, yeah they they do have okay. one character. Um, so okay. you see them mostly in the art around the realms. Um, so like you'll see each area kind of has like I think it's like almost five characters or so of like the snow realm and you know, like these people that are just you know wrapped up in coats and stuff right and then you've got uh, i keep saying snow that's the air realm <laughs> and then you got like the fire oh, realm with, like the big magma monster and he actually is in the back of a ride like reaching out um so yeah they're just like characters that are integrated into the theming of that land and they're not really any up. actual like actors that you can interact with yeah just just like one costume character of the main mascot okay gotcha See, I think that's the one thing that these parks might be missing. I, I don't know mm. if that might be in the budget or not. Like, I don't know how finances work exactly at theme parks. But, uh, I mean, a, a lot of these parks did used to have things like that. I, I know Wonderland, mm-hmm. we, used, we used to have pirates. We used to have medieval characters. And um, I can't think of any other park examples that would have done that. I mean, I guess Cedar Point, yeah. every so often for the seasonal events, you see the cowboys and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, it is something that they should do more. I know Worlds of Fun used to have uh, who are the main characters of Around the World Lady Days. It's like Phineas, right? And but they used to have they used to just drive around in a taxi and just like interact with guests all day. Um, they did that for like a couple of years, and then the guy moved to Florida, and um, they got rid of the characters. They stopped doing them. I think Nelly, Phineas, and Nelly maybe. Sounds about right. Haven't. Read that book in a hot minute. <laughs> Me either. I never read that book. Um, but but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think um, enhancing with just live entertainment of characters would be uh, an incredible one-up to a lot of these places. Yeah. Like, I know Jungle X does a pretty good show. I haven't seen it myself because I went very early in the season, and I imagine yeah. it wouldn't have been on for you either. But It wasn't. I, I've heard the reviews. Um, Airtime Mike raves about it. Okay. He says the entertainment in that area is actually really good. Like Disney quality shows. Oh, nice. Like Streetmosphere shows, but still good. Well, Parker, that was a fun little chat about theming. It was. It'll be interesting to revisit this in a few years when, I don't know, when other parks do more and see if any of the other chains kind of pop on the trend as well. Yeah, I would love to see that because um, honestly, I think Cedar Fair has an opportunity to like one up like a Six Flags SeaWorld type parks. If they can land this in all their parks and kind of complete all the parks, like this could be a huge game changer for Cedar Fair, for, in my opinion. Oh, for sure. Now they just got to add dark rides with it. Yes. <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Please. Uh, well, Parker, wh- where can we find you? I've seen some some recent vlogs coming out of yours. Yeah, well, I have a YouTube channel. It's called Adventures with Parker. Um, that, that's kind of where I guess I do most of my stuff. I do a lot of vlogs on there from all of my adventures at theme parks and other attractions. Uh, but you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter. I've been actually really diving into the whole like reels thing on Instagram. Like I know I'm so late oh, to this, but you're so late. I've it's been really funny. trying to take advantage of that lately. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's also this app called TikTok Parker. Yeah. I'm on there out. too. 
<laughs> oh yeah, you are. That's true. Yeah, I'm on both. I just don't use them as much, but yeah. So okay. Instagram and Twitter, that's at ADV Parker. <laughs> and then TikTok is at adventures with Parker. Hopefully you'll see more from me on both of those. I guess YouTube shorts is also a thing. So I, I kind of been doing, yeah. I'm doing something for one. I'm kind of trying to hit all three, but yeah. What's that's up? Me. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again. I can't, well, you'll be uh, on the show a lot more coming up here soon. I know you got yeah, some good ideas. Absolutely. So, um, I hear we're I losing one of our uh, Canadian members to the old country. So I'm yes. like filling in his spot now and then. Yeah, we might have to hit you up. We got a couple of episodes without old Mitch, and that's going to be weird. So, <laughs> all right, Parker. Well, I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's go wrap up the show. Uh, you want me to tell uh, Mitch and Logan anything? Yeah. Um, watch out for them mooses. They're wild guys. Be careful. Watch out for them mooses. <laughs> I love how Canadian you guys are. It's fantastic. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that was some thoughts and opinions and voices from uh, Costa Bro and Parker there on regional themes at parks. Hope that turned out well, and I'm sure I'll be editing it and have a good time with that. So coming out of this now, we're going to tie up the show here. Who would like to take it from here and plug the socials and stuff? Um, we've heard, you know, we've heard Coaster Bros voice so much this episode. You usually hear my voice too much in an episode, but you know what? It's Coaster Bros turn to fucking sit down and listen to my voice. Um, yeah, but. that's going to be uh, the next. I'm going to do that for a while when you come back. <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Coaster Cuzzies. It was a, um, a lot of uh, trip report talk, but I think that's that's something I think as the season comes in and uh, we all go to visit places and even Logan now, the first coaster trips that uh, he's been on since doing podcasts, we'll have a lot more of these shows. So let us know in the Discord if you like this, if you want to maybe us break this up into a bit more um, different shows or just have a segment. Um, let us know. I think we're going to be experimenting a lot with uh, trip reports, but I know I like hearing about it. I love hearing and, and asking questions. So um, let us know on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to go check us out anywhere that you listen to podcasts, all of our socials, our TikTok. When I say our, I mean pretty much Coaster Bro does all that shit and he's amazing at it. Hey, but go in my check defense, out. I've never been granted access of anything and that's probably for the best. <laughs> Probably so. <laughs> but all of that is at solo.to slash coastercuzzies. That's solo.to, as in Toronto, go Maple Leafs, slash coastercuzzies. <laughs> and you can find all of our socials and everything that you could ever want coastercuzzy related. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll fully outro the show as well. But... Hope your spring is going amazing. Hope your May is going fantastic. If you're going to ride coasters, enjoy them. Be safe. Let us know how they are in the Discord. We want to know about your trips. And as Logan always says, keep your sticks on the ice. Keep smiling. Drink lots of water. Eat good food. And we'll see y'all next time.